0: Student star, you fell into my neighborhood bar. Oh, honey, you're sweet as jam. Nobody asked to know who I am. Not sure if I see you before. I know the neighbor is a superstar. I follow you across the bar. Let's go someplace quieter Stargazing than ever so good You drive me crazy like a million do. i swallow you across the bar Nobody has to know who you are Matt's room, he came into the bell jar Somebody's gonna I'll ponder in the
1: front the bar. Just waiting for spring
0: stars. Hello, Sam. Stargazing gazing in
1: person. Can you hear me? You driving crazy like Are you waking up?
2: Well, I am still in my pajamas, but that's just because it's my day off.
1: <laughs> how, are you, how have you been, Sam?
2: Oh good. I've been busy.
1: Yeah. Busy with what?
2: Uh, well, I work. A lot. I work full time in a restaurant in Parkdale.
1: You work full time um, in Parkdale?
2: Yeah, it's at a, a diner called the Skyline.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
2: Uh yeah. It's good. It's a. Uh, it's a fun place. It's like uh I think seventy seater. Yeah. And I work nights mostly and the the staff there is really fun. The owners uh have run a lot of cool restaurants and a couple bars and music venues in town. Hmm. So they're pretty chill. I mean they don't go going. And so it's uh, it's great to work all the time.
1: That's it's cool. And uh, you've been, uh, I see that you've started a couple of podcasts, and you're writing, and what are you doing? You're doing all
2: kinds of things. I was writing a lot. I was writing a lot last summer when I got here, uh, just because I was used to being busy with my blog. Yeah. Uh, So I did a bunch of fiction, which is kind of unusual for me, but it's a nice place to Sort of pick at it and and put it up there even before it's like a big finished story or anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I wasn't blogging very much because I was trying to get the podcast going. Actually, before that, there's um the the mixtape Tuesdays events. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. What's that?
2: Well, cause I've been doing the open mic on Tuesdays. I really wanted to start it weekly, and just find a place where Tuesdays was nothing really happening for them, and I could kind of host and uh like develop it as a spot and a place for for jamming but also like uh people to put on like planned shows or like play sets and uh I wanted to try out the interviewing in that format
1: mm-hmm. that
2: was uh that was bill Cowan's idea eh that was what? uh bill Cowan.
1: oh mm. the 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 can the bill hill of beans
2: yeah the hill of beans this was one of the things that he projected and he was talking about but he didn't have a chance to to do it at 180 projects and so i tried it with like uh, andrea and michael birch and um zach that young rapper guy and we had like an interview arts talk show night in uh, the summer festival i think oh yeah yeah so i tried it once in the zoo and like i felt like it was basically already what i wanted to do for the podcast
0: hmm.
2: and tried it at uh, these events which i was doing every week last year once i found uh a permanent spot for it, like it's happening at the Bell Jar Cafe right now, which is uh, just out of Parkdale near the top of Montesdale on a little crooked street called Howard Park.
1: Oh, I I got to come one day, eh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a really nice neighborhood. There's only been one nice Sunday so far. Mm. When uh, everybody was out on the street, but it's amazing when everyone's out on the street. It feels like a neighborhood.
1: Mm. I miss Toron- I miss that aspect of Toronto—the kind of uh, neighborhood inside a huge city feeling, where you you might meet some of the same people a little bit. We used to hang yeah. out uh, at the Victory Cafe on Bathurst, Bathurst Street. Dave and I, when, when Dave was, uh, going to graduate school and, uh, we, we'll meet some you. of the same people sometimes, eh? Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots, there's so many, like, healthy neighborhoods like that in Toronto mm-hmm. that are sort of tucked away and have, uh. Places you go inside the neighborhood. And yeah, that's how you get to recognize people around you.
0: Mm hmm.
1: So this. I'm uh, this... host... oh, so sorry. Oh, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it was uh, the Victory Cafe. I used to host an open mic like, there. No. Like, four years ago. Four or five years ago, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it, it nice moved, though. Pages. It moved, though, because uh, I, we used to go at the one that was up. Uh, up by uh up from uh what is it uh Bloor, uh north of Bloor no oh really yeah yeah north of Bloor yeah yeah and then it moved so and it wasn't the same it wasn't the same Victory Cafe for us and I, I I mean I haven't been but David has been to the new one and he said it's not the same at all but Things change.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a a few long-standing, like well-established venues that have shut down in the last couple months, here.
1: Oh. Is Sneaky D's still around?
2: Sneakies is still there. I haven't seen a show there in forever. <laughs> um.
1: So this is my 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 podcast. It's called That's Not Art, and I've been uh, producing it for about a year. Uh, we've had uh, 35 episodes so far. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and I, 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 I usually do it with Mark, my co host, and he's in London, Ontario. And we usually kind of pick uh, uh, an art 21 um, video to watch. Um, do you know about art 21?
2: Yeah, I've
1: seen a few of those. Mm-hmm. So we we do that and then we talk about that style or those artists and their work and um, anything else that kind of uh, pertains to our understanding of <laughs> what is art <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, it's it usually it's usually kind of like a back and forth. It's not an interview; it's more like a dialogue. How, how do you feel about that? Do you, when you when you do your podcast, do you prefer the the interview style where you're always asked questions, or do you, what do you like?
2: I like asking. I like telling people that it's an interview, and then they'll let me know like what they need to as far as how prepared they have to be. But I just ask questions until people start talking, and then I, let, I would prefer to let them talk. mm mm-hmm. Because then they're the narrator of um, of the story that, that they're there to tell.
1: That's nice. Um, I think we do that for each other. Uh, we kind of ask each other questions sometimes. Um, And then when, when one wants to kind of go into a little story that, that, that goes (laughs) and then it comes back to whatever, it's kind of a little bit uh, of meandering, you know, how conversations can be, sometimes they meander.
2: So what um, topic would you want to talk about though?
1: We don't uh, really have a topic. Um, I I guess what I would be interested in is um, uh, have you been to any um, art shows recently? Um, What have you seen uh, around town? Have you met some artists, Um, like visual artists?
2: Uh, Yeah, that's great because there's a couple shows that I haven't been able to um, to blog about because I've been neglecting the blog but went to a couple shows where it was a lot of fun just taking pictures of the artwork and uh, sort of typing up a quick paragraph or a couple paragraphs about the experience of the evening mm-hmm. um, went to the AGO for a first Thursday that was really amazing and saw a friend of mine, uh Jessica Kairohanga is a performance artist. She's teaching part time at U of T and she's always been doing like amazing shows, but I saw her dancing at the AGO with like a huge wall of projections of uh like a YouTube and and GIF like video collage she'd made. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs>
0: yeah, well it
2: was something. Of, it was like videos of black girl dancing Was a hashtag that she looked up. Um, so I had interviewed her for, or visited her studio for a podcast a few weeks back and, uh, heard some recordings from a project of hers that I missed the installation of. I didn't see it in person, but they had many, um, performers involved I think it was someone else's thesis but Jessica got like invested uh, some time and energy into pulling in a bunch of collaborators so that the um, the performance art aspect was um, sort of like a choreography exercise
0: mm.
2: it was like um, very ritual based in the way it was presented but There's a lot of choreography Of like natural gestures And uh Yeah some other things I talked about with her on the podcast Um I've seen a few Good art shows like uh, Andrea was here With some things up at uh This gallery on DuPont
1: The Cooper Cole
2: Yeah that's the one It's the new Cooper Cole location Um, That was really nice. Her stuff was always
1: great. You sent me, I think you sent me those conversations you had with Andrea. That was neat. I was so happy to hear her happy in Toronto, you know, like doing school stuff that she likes and exhibiting and it's so neat. Because here, she's, she's got that huge building, right? and mm-hmm. uh she's uh she's struggling because the property taxes are so expensive and uh, i think devon's leaving so uh, she's wondering what she will be doing with the space right. and uh I keep thinking oh no i hope that somehow we can we can take it to another level or kind of transform it or you know, like I don't want it I don't want to see it go because it's the only kind of contemporary gallery in Sault Ste Marie, really.
2: Yeah. It's a huge presence. It's like uh size wise it's almost as big as the art gallery in Algoma. Mm-hmm. Um yeah hopefully there'd be like someone or a group of people who want to like continue the commitment that's going on in the space if um if andrea decides that she doesn't want to continue that or can't do it anymore hmm. but uh i hear nicole's i hear nicole's moving down the street to um the corner space on gore street
1: oh okay okay that's that's what i heard people's i i mean I thought, I thought I heard Chantal say that Nicole was coming here, but I wasn't sure what she meant. So I never asked. So she is moving out.
2: Uh, yeah, she came
1: here a couple days, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it's probably better for her because she, she's, she needs, she needs to be surrounded by people, I think and uh, they're going to benefit from her too, so that's, That's I think that's a very wise idea, yeah Mm -hmm. you know, like, you can of course transform and um, but you don't, like, completely uh, uh, disappear (laughs) you're not disappearing right, Sam?
2: no, I mean, the (laughs) The point is just to find, like, the next <laughs> way in which you can keep doing your thing, keep doing what you want to be doing.
1: Yes, exactly. Totally. I, I And I'm so happy that I'm talking with you because um, I always felt that uh, there's something missing, you know, ever since you left. It's well, just me. Yeah, there's. I think there's an energy that people have—a certain energy, a certain uh, way of being—that uh, is very. I don't know, like some people that they've they've built this kind of circle of uh, trust and friends through friendship and kindness and and gentle gentleness and and then they go away and it's like oh i miss that it's like a, a color a color that is missing <laughs> you
0: know? well it's
2: certainly uh, a different pace here even when you find um like good people to be around or good people to work for it's like just uh it's not even that far maybe my walk to work in the Sioux was less than 10 minutes but it's only 20 minutes for me to walk to work from here
0: mm.
2: and just still like uh, I don't know it's more stressful with the noise the mm. noise of transit bothers me a lot mm. and yeah just the, the first hour of setting up every morning in Gore Street was like uh very regular very grounding thing for me hmm hmm It's been really different uh, jumping back into working in the kitchens and trying to check out art. It's, like, totally opposite situation, whereas if I'd started Mixed uh, Day Tuesday as a the weekly there, like, all, all kinds of kids would be checking it out, and it could get, like, some media attention and stuff. And here it's been, like, hard to sustain it through the winter because there's, like, so many things happening.
1: And here is, it's been hard to sustain because what?
2: Uh, because there's so many things happening.
1: Oh, okay. Even in the,
2: in the off-season, I was just listening to, I was editing another interview earlier today, and the guy who was interviewing me and my girlfriend were both, like, they wanted to talk about oversaturation, or they wanted to describe it as oversaturation. Oh, yeah. But But, like, on the on the lower levels, like for running a small venue, running a small art gallery, like it was so simple to do that at Gore Street. It was just like once a month you had to have a plan and and this wonderful aspect of the space was like so simple for us to do. Yes. It was just, just changing it over, but it makes such an impact because all of a sudden there's a, a place where like there's community events and like local people are eating and there's always mm-hmm. someone local on display. That's so hard to do in Toronto. People's pieces are on the wall, and they want like four hundred dollars for like a twelve-inch by twelve-inch piece.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: it doesn't make any sense.
1: Here, I I kind of I I pay people to take my paintings. <laughs> Do you want a painting? I'll pay you two hundred dollars.
2: <laughs> Thanks for sitting. Oh, that sounds so backwards, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I, I don't know what you have in plan, but for your life. But uh, I can understand that Toronto has more opportunities, and you can you know you can slowly make it back to a kind of living standard i guess Uh, and the diversity is it's bigger and people understand more about all kinds of issues in toronto here it's like uh, we get the soldiers of Odin, you know, and nobody knows, well, no one knows that, that it means that they're white supremacists, you know? So it's uh, it's, an, it's really another beat, but I, I keep hoping maybe one day you'll come back.
2: <laughs> well, for me, what I've, <laughs> since I've moved around a lot in like the last 10 years, yeah. always trying to like my friend Eric for example I was showing his pictures and talking about the most successful art sales I ever was part of was that fundraiser oh yeah and so like you gave me some, some good advice and some confidence to to move on, on this project because I, I thought I was just buying a couple pictures from my room and Eric sent me like way too much stuff and I want to partner with him on sales I want to like for people who art. Oh my gosh, my alarm keeps going off. I keep trying to turn it off. Um, but that's somebody that I met ten years ago, and I've seen like in person. I've only seen them twice since then. Um, but we still have uh, like a, a relationship, a collaborative relationship.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I guess some of that comes from my like, connections in Winnipeg too. I don't know a lot of people on the, the West Coast, though, but I like being in Toronto for the opportunities. Like, the, the work is always there Um, in my industry in, like, a very different way than, than it was in Sault Ste. Marie. And the opportunities, like, if I can find uh, the stability and the focus on, like, something that I want to study, like a educational opportunity that's going to, it's going to make sense to the kind of work that I want to be doing
1: oh I think you should definitely you have a a kindness there's a kindness about you that uh, brings out uh, uh, you know shy people um, they might have you know really nice things to say and really things they want to share and you seem to bring that out of people, and I think that's really important so I'm a good
2: listener. that bodes well for my plan right now is to do some kind of journalism program
1: some kind of what program
2: oh uh, journalism
1: oh journalism yeah you you do have a nice voice as well
2: and um, I think the luckiest thing that's happening right now. Um, I did manage to do some composing in Sault Ste. Marie probably more than I was doing in Toronto but it's always hard to set aside that time and be organized enough
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and the podcast that I'm making I get to do all kinds of like the avant-garde, the wacky sound editing and stuff (laughs) and that actually, it keeps my composing brain busy while I'm doing like the community stuff because really the the narrator and really the focus of the program is like the guests Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: the people talking and talking about their projects and their bands and stuff. So I managed to mash together these two things so that I'm not even worried about, um, what it takes to keep the live events the Mixtape Tuesdays going because Mm -hmm. I can do that with a live Instagram right now. I can do that purely in social media and it's not taking up any of this expensive real estate that's going on here or whatnot.
1: <laughs> that's true, eh? Right? Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it takes a lot to not worry about all these things, and I'm trying to keep going.
1: Yes, you're right. You're young still, too.
2: And so I have time to go to school. Yeah. Okay, I so you say get that That's the kind of living standard going on where I'd be comfortable starting a family.
1: Aww. That's cool. You have a new person in your life, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm a lucky guy. I met some very uh, wonderful and very intelligent people that I've been with in my life.
1: Mm. That's good. That's, That's where it's at. I'm just finishing my printmaking course now, and I just did some last callographs, and um, I started a gallery as well. I I wrote a grant, and uh, we have a, a gallery. It's called Dawa Daji, which means there's space in that in this place in Anishinaabe Mohen. And we've had our first show, um, and we're gonna have our next one soon. So we're planning on having about 10 shows in that little gallery. And hopefully I can I can uh, write uh, the Grow grant to and continue it and uh, we can grow it into something a little bit more stable, hopefully.
2: Uh, where is the gallery located?
1: It's on Queen Street. Um, do you remember Fabricland? Uh, yep. Yeah, so right beside Fabricland, in the same building where Terry Sheehan is.
2: I got
1: you. Very good. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just a very small gallery... Uh, maybe, I don't know, 20 by 24 feet. It's, it's like a the size of a bedroom, basically. Uh, But, it's, it is what it is and it, it, it's nice to see the mix of young people that, that show, uh, the mix of, of their, um, of their expressions and it's good to see because that's what the art gallery is not doing in in my view. And they should be doing that a lot more. But for some reason they're stuck in the eighties. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I saw a bunch of, um, Pictures from the gallery on Facebook, I think, from the last event.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're we're kind of so. I mean, Dana. Dana is the person who is making it happen. Um. She's she's finding her her way of of uh, curating shows, and she's uh, finding her voice. And um, I'm starting to see. What it means to her as as an urban indigenous person uh although yeah. she she is very tied to the bush she, she talks about it constantly, but uh I think that she has her own sort of sensibilities and uh it's it's good to see that coming to life uh by itself uh through her, so I'm quite glad to see that happen it's very um, educational for me and um, I'm kind of uh, watching from the sidelines right now and uh, thinking about the summer what am I going to do this summer Um, I usually go uh, and look for cows in fields (laughs) I I call it the cow quest. This
2: is for sketching?
1: Yes. (laughs) And painting.
2: The quest for cows.
1: (laughs) Yes. Cow quest 2017 will begin soon.
2: (laughs) That's exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's kind of the thing that I do in the summer. I... I do more plein air painting and I try to find something to learn I try to learn uh, either you know sometimes it's crochet I learned the ukulele I try to learn something every summer some new thing I heard it
2: was snowing there though
1: you heard it was snowing
0: yeah
1: today it's hailing Yeah. yeah,
2: it's been a long, it's been a long wait for. I think we've had maybe two days. I feel like summer here.
1: <laughs> it's coming. It, it Toronto gets so hot, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it gets close by like July or August.
1: Mhm.
2: Which is um, it's gonna be nice. I guess I was working there most of last summer, but I lived like a block away very close to the restaurant, but still I don't have to take public transit there I can just sort of walk Good but This is uh, how I came up at the James Walk where we did the back lanes It's uh, downtown west side of Toronto. I have my routes so that you can walk and not be on the main streets
1: Aww, that's another thing that's not going to be as fun because you're not going to be there thanks for reminding me, Sam. <laughs>
2: oh, I don't I can't even do a walk here <laughs> oh! but uh no, that's fantastic. Oh those back lanes though they're still there.
1: Yes, but I don't know it's it's not it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> I know I'm annoying. <laughs> I keep being like nostalgic for for the time when you were here.
2: <laughs> oh all right. I'll get there soon.
1: Well, I get do I do hope that you'll have a chance to to bring what what is her name your your, your new uh, love? Rebecca. Rebecca. Her name's Rebecca. You and Rebecca that you're, you you get to come and see your old friends here.
2: Well, it'd be nice to travel
1: uh-huh. and
2: uh, maybe doing a tour is the, the easiest way to do that.
1: Yeah, never know what you what you'll be coming up with in the next little while. If you go back to school, you could become a professor here. <laughs> never know. <laughs> Oh, actually. Sure. Yeah. So, I probably should let you go. Um I was I just came back from printmaking and my body feels like I've gone through a marathon every time I I do some printmaking. I'm completely spent. <laughs> so, um thanks oh, for hanging out with my... me.
2: Oh, it's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, yeah. Sam. We'll uh, we'll chat again soon, or do an Instagram hangout. I might um I might do that like regularly, once or twice a week. Woohoo! So keep an eye on Facebook or on whatever. I'll make an announcements.
1: Oh yeah, and um when you're doing that um, it's cool that you're. What was that? Trip, trip hop, trip hop. I don't know what that is. Trip hop.
2: Oh, it's drum and bass.
1: Is it I a style a of
2: music? One point. Yeah, that's like, um, this music from like the mid 90s.
0: Oh.
2: Huh. And it was, uh, it was really creative. I'm sure there's people making it sort of the same way it sounded back then but I remember being a teenager and noticing how quickly it was like absorbed into the mainstream hmm. but, uh got sort of really washed out or really turned into a fad
1: oh yes um, and for the past for the, the last part of your um, of your Instagram um, broadcasting I was hearing two voice, three or Two two different recordings going after each other. Were you mixing those those two recordings of two different interviews together? Were you mashing I them did up? A,
2: I did a couple things. There was one where I was mixing and yeah, it was two different recordings from the same night, so probably the same people in the same like here in my house overlapping. But there is another way and there's four people so each having two different
0: conversations.
2: Mm. I noticed that a couple of times. I know there's already is such a thing as a double concerto, but I think I may have discovered a double, double concerto. Uh,
1: it was really difficult for me to listen to it.
2: It's like listening to birds. They're all having these individual conversations, but all you hear when there's that many going is like this this bubbling mass of sound.
1: It's very distorted and uh, discordant and unpleasant, really. It's like, it makes me want to, it gives me a
2: headache. Are you saying I should have a warning at the beginning of the podcast? (laughs) Caution may cause, like, dizziness and nausea.
1: (laughs) If you're gonna mix, like, these really kind of vivacious uh, voices all together. Yes, I mean, I mean, it creates maybe what what what, uh, what teachers feel in high school, you know, like all day long with all these yeah, it energy.
2: The first time I did it, it was just um, a Katy Perry interview, and I layered it over itself mm until the all <laughs> talking
1: uh, yeah, I guess I'm not too too much into the experimental and I'm kind of old fashioned i I like the old conversations i guess
2: have you heard the akaji i n interview
1: the akaji what
2: um, maybe I'm not pronouncing it right. Uh, it's a band, uh, me and Becca Andrew, Akad J. Noann, I think is how you say it. But that one, I formatted is more like a, a radio show. And then the, the, the conversation in between.
1: Huh. No, I don't know which what that is. You'll have to show me. Yeah. I have to post something about
2: that. Yeah, maybe I haven't posted it to my page yet. They had a show, so I just posted it like to the event.
1: Oh. <laughs> on, on Instagram?
2: Uh, no, on Facebook.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? You're coughing?
2: <laughs> my, no, my roommate is watching like a video or something and just like cracking up, and it just makes me laugh. Oh, okay. She's <laughs> like dying of laughter.
1: Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you go and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Take care. Have Sam. a good rest.
0: Bye. You too.